Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And we want to talk today about beginner mistakes. Whether you're a newlywed or you've been married for a long time, you may have some beginner, marriage beginner mistakes lingering in your relationship. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any. I entered just fully set up, ready to what? go. But some people might. <laughs> you entered as a beginner. Oh, that's true. Never having been in a marriage before and not really knowing what it was about to be, you know, all of a sudden connected completely with one person, following their lead, creating a whole new set of everything. Yeah, that's kind of a big change. So yeah, you're right. It, it, I was you, new. <laughs> you kind of like figure it out as you go, right? That's I mean, true. marriage. Like uh, some people will go to premarital counseling and yeah. that's that's super valuable and important. We recommend that. Of course, I do that a lot, but not everybody does mm-hmm. premarital counseling and depending on what church they're from or the opportunities they had or whether they were Christians or not. But you know, you can prepare a little bit. You can yeah. read some books. You right. can anticipate. You can seek counsel. You can yes. do all these things. But at the end of the day, you still have to kind of like figure it out as you go. Yeah. You can have a really good plan in your mind too. Kind of like, this is how I want this all to go. But until you're there, day to day stuff and then new situations arise that you didn't even think of, then you kind of go work your way through it and feel like, oh, wait, wait a second. I don't quite know what to do in this situation in marriage. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of it just pops up. So every couple is going to kind of figure things out and establish mm-hmm. themselves as a family unit. Right. And move from newbie, mm-hmm. novice, mm-hmm. newlywed <laughs> to, yeah. you know, established, more seasoned, mature couple, right? right? Every, every couple is going to kind of go through those stages. Yeah. And what we've done for this episode is we've identified just a couple really common mm-hmm. beginner mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, whether those are, we you know, happening in a newlywed family or those are things that kind of linger still years later. Right. Uh, these are just things that we want to put on the radar for you to evaluate in your relationship. And yep. the first is uh, over-involving or inappropriately involving parents. Yes. Okay. So uh, when you get married, you establish a new family unit mm-hmm. and your parents move from authority figures in your life to mentors in your life Mm -hmm. and the relationship has to change. You need to keep honoring them. You need to keep loving them. But the relationship is different when it was, you know, you were a child in their home growing up. Now, if you're you're a wife, you Mm -hmm. have a new authority in your husband. If you're a husband, you have this newly established authority in the relationship and it's just a big deal. And so you've got to make a change in the way you deal with your parents. Yeah. And it's such a big change. I mean, for so many years, however long it's been where you have lived in your home. And then even if you've moved out, you're off of college, you're living on your own. I mean, your parents, especially I think about, you know, my mom and having kind of that friendship and advice and mentorship. And then my dad, him just kind of being right. The man who kind of does the, the car stuff. And he, you know, you call him when you're like, oh no, this, this kind of thing in my finance. I don't know. There's like men stuff that I was so used to 
kind of referencing my my father and my mother. And when we get married, that changes. It's like you're the you're the first person I'm supposed to go to. You're the person I'm supposed to ask, and we're supposed to discuss. And I think it's common for her people to call home, call mom, call dad, and maybe involve them even before their spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not wrong to seek your parents' advice, to get their counsel, to get their help. I right. mean, that's actually wise yeah. as an yeah. adult, but the timing and the order is important. Yes. You know, uh, the, the first opinion right. and advice that matters most right. is that of your new spouse. And so you got to go there first. You got to talk first before you, you know, call mom and dad and get their help or get their counsel. Yeah, I think I do remember a, a time early on when there was a car issue and we were married. It was very early on. I was a newbie and I did call my dad before asking you or How talking to you. How dare you? <laughs> You can't, that, that is my man card. Okay. I'm sorry. Can't, you can't take that. I'll just say, share it now on this podcast. (laughs) Forgive me for that. You know, many years ago. Yeah. We've, we've laughed about that since. And, and that prompted a good conversation where we said, you know what? That's backwards. Right. You know, if you've got car problems, I might not be as good of a mechanic as your dad. In fact, I know I'm not, <laughs> but let me take a stab at that first, yes. assess the problem yes. and do what I can. Right. So yeah, that's a good example. And fortunately that was a kind of a one instance that right. resulted in a good conversation that moved us in a good direction in our relationship, because I can do the same thing kind of back to you if it's, you know, um, wanting you to do things for our family that my mom did for me mm-hmm. and kind of imposing mm-hmm. those expectations on you. Right. I think you have uh, pointed out to me that in the past I've said, hey, I want you to make this or that meal that my mom makes right. and she make makes it the it way she makes really it. Really well and, and she makes it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you go call your mommy to do it then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what I want. No, it's not what you want. No. But yeah, we've had to work through that. And, and those are some good things to figure out. So it, it might be worth it, you know, to think, where am I tempted if I'm newly married to kind of call mom and dad first and, mm-hmm. and stop that pattern? Like you're saying, it's not bad to call them. It's yeah. good to get their wisdom. And we've asked their wisdom and advice and definitely. 100%. But we want to be united. We want to talk about it first. We want to be that combined partnership, that new relationship. That's a partnership, right, of making those decisions, moving forward, all of that. Yeah. And at the time of our recording this, we're like a couple of weeks out from the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this is fresh on your mind yeah. because you just visited parents or in-laws yes. and maybe you overstepped Mm -hmm. in some of these areas. And so just, you know, fuel for a good discussion, reevaluation, starting a new year. What can we do to really put this relationship first on on a horizontal, on a human standpoint? How does this relationship come first and uh, not make some of those mistakes? Yes. And the second one that we've got is similar to the first, and maybe this one's easier to, to just talk about quickly, but... A beginner mistake that we've seen is calling your childhood home, home. Oof. And so, yeah, this is an offshoot of the previous one. Yeah. And the the point here is that your home, if you're married, mm-hmm. you have a new relationship that you formed, your home is your home. Right. With you and your spouse, where, right. you, where you live. Your home is not your 
parents' home, that's your old home. Yeah. You don't live there anymore. Yes. You live <laughs> with your spouse in a new relationship, in a new family, in a new home. But there's a little grace to be given here. Sure. Because, you, you know, if you've been... If you've had one place as home for so many years, it just kind of fly, it can fly out of your mouth without thinking. And that's part of it is bringing up the fact that, yeah, think maybe think through it a bit. <laughs> if you say it, I remember saying, I, you know, we're going to go home <laughs> and referring back to my childhood home where my family lives. And, you know, that's not what I meant. I just meant that that's where I grew up kind of a thing. So there's a little bit of grace here, but I do think if you kind of, say that without thinking, you might communicate something hurtful to your spouse by, I don't know, are you hanging on to something or wishing something was different there? And rather than saying, this is our new home, this is mm-hmm. our new family, mm-hmm. and I'm all in here. Yeah. You know? And that's an important message to send mm-hmm. again and again and again is this is home. We live together in our home. Mm-hmm. We send that message to our kids. Like, this is home base. Yeah. This is our family unit. Right. Um. So I do think that that's an important just kind of practice. Right. And it's a problem if we're doing the opposite. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Well, a third one is having glamorous or unrealistic expectations for sex. Mm-hmm. So a newbie mistake, You you if you're a Christian, you know, you've been abstaining from having sex with your spouse right? and you get married, you now have the green light to engage in sexual activity and you may have this, you know, glamorized perspective, this grand vision mm-hmm. of what it's going to be like. And it's a newbie mistake to impose that vision onto your relationship. You right. need to assess your relationship and do what's realistic for you and your spouse. And a big problem here is a lot of people, especially men, I, I suppose men and women, though, have these unrealistic expectations that are based on Hollywood portrayals of sex yeah. or worse, right, that uh, just give you this kind of glamorized picture of what sex is when in reality, in the day-to-day of a marriage, it just looks a little bit different. Oh, yeah. I think this is really common. I mean, because <laughs> y- you kind of think, oh, finally I get to have sex now. And so that's going to solve a bunch of problems or it's all going to go magically easy every yeah. time because yeah. just because I've been wanting to, now I get to. And so, wow, we're just going to, we're going to come together and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to be amazing every time. And I can't imagine not ever, you know, not wanting to do it. I'm always it's just, I, I always want to be, in, you know, engaged in this and whatever. And then you get married and you realize that sex is part of definitely some work. There's some work and there's some communication. Um, it's not always just easy with no problems and everything's, you know, magical. And, you know, there's music in the background. It's, it's that there's some things to talk about. I think is something good to point out that maybe we don't talk about as Christians enough, but you and your spouse should be able to talk about it, should be able to kind of figure out how it best works for your family and how you're going to engage in that regularly and kind of talk through your expectations and be okay to think, oh, maybe what I was picturing is not exactly how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And where it starts when you're newbies, mm-hmm. right, is hopefully, you know, at kind of a base level and then you build on that base and through the years you get better at communicating with each other right. you know pleasing each other and over the years your sex life actually improves as husband and wife and right. so that's certainly um it's it's probably that vision is kind of 
backwards from maybe what people expect. They expect from day one, it's just going to be this amazing, you know, fairy tale sort of thing. Whereas in reality, it's base level, Mm -hmm. you know, 101. Now let's go up from here. Right. Yeah. Great point. Okay. uh, Another beginner mistake is maybe trying to keep old patterns and routines that you have from your um, non-married life. Single life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's one (laughs) one way to say it. Instead of establishing new ones. Right. Yeah. I think think this is hard to even figure out ahead of time. But when you get there— you can you can see that you can't I don't know you you enter this marriage there's another person now involved and you can't do everything exactly the same as you did before I think there needs to be some adjustments and changes to you know maybe even what your bedtime routine looks like because now there's two of you what your morning routine looks like because now there's two people involved yeah. and if you just kind of come in like I I've been living on my own I've kind of got my stuff established I know what I need I know what I need to, when I need to eat breakfast I know when I need to get up I know just having kind of this rigidity to your schedule and the th- way you do things that can cause some problems because guess what somebody else has a schedule yeah. and a rigidity possibly to the way they're doing things and that can you know you can butt heads there and um that just causes problems. So the best way is to see, okay, what does my spouse need? How are they doing things? Let's figure out how we can do things together. Yeah. Yeah. And we've told the story a couple different times about how we tried to bring this old pattern, or maybe you tried to bring this yeah, old me. pattern or routine <laughs> into our relationship by, um, you know, chatting with heads on the pillow at night and, oh, yeah. and then praying together at night mm-hmm. late and, it didn't take long for us to realize that I was unintentionally really offending and hurting you <laughs> by falling asleep in the middle of your, I mean, you know, come on. your deep conversations and your prayers. Pouring my heart Remember, out There was that one time where I fell asleep while you were praying. Yes, yes. And then I woke up to silence and I just quickly said amen mm-hmm. to try to cover myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, unfortunately, it had been like several minutes since you finished praying. Yeah. So, and you were just like throwing daggers at me with your eyes when I woke up. Right. So yeah. 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 It wasn't my favorite moment. (laughs) Well, it wasn't mine either. And the sleep was nice, but you know, yeah, just momentarily, but that's just an example. One little example of like an old, maybe that worked with you and your, your roommates. roommates. I could chat, chat all night, night, but then, you know, for us, right. Can we do that? Is that the best time for us to for us to have deep conversations, for us to pray, for us to, you know, really roll up the sleeves and work through issues. Well, no, it's not. And so mm-hmm. we can try to force that right. and make that work and really kind of go against the grain of the way I'm wired and the way I work and, mm-hmm. you know, and and then in other instances, the way you work and the way you're wired and, and go against those things right. to try to insist on doing things a certain way because we used to do it that way. The better route is to say, we'll start fresh. Let's develop some new routines, some new patterns. Let's do things as husband and wife. Yeah, and I'll just throw out one. I'll throw one back at you here because I think one way I had to really adjust the new patterns and routines is I'm a, I'm a planner person, and I'd like to know what's happening every day, kind of, at, you know, the week, and when are we going here? What are we doing today? And you are a spontaneous person. And I think that's that's something in the marriage early on that – I was kind of like, whoa, wait, you're just, you're just saying we should do this right now. 
And it's like, for me, I didn't have that on my schedule. I didn't know that was coming. I, ooh, I don't know about that. And that's just something that has become a you and me thing. We have to we have to figure that out because I would like it all mapped out and you would like to just be able to say, let's go, you know, whatever it might be. And so that was something I had to figure out and adjust to and say, okay, well, this is how we're doing things. We're going to try to plan things out, be wise with our time, but we also want to be able to just kind of go, go with the flow. And so I've be, become a more flow person because of you. Well, I like to keep you on your toes. You do. You, know? you do. <laughs> so. But I didn't want to, I don't, looking back, I wouldn't want to insist that we have everything planned out and that I, I'm, I never want to do something off the cuff or last minute or spontaneous. No, yeah. I, I love that about yeah. our our marriage and our family now. Oh, and planning things is good too. Right, right. We need both sides. We, we do both. <laughs> we, do. we have them both, yeah. yeah. Well, one final mistake mm-hmm. that newbies make is, or they, they could make, and this is a problem, is not establishing good uh, patterns for going to church and being engaged in the church. So yes. just f- from the outset of your relationship, right. you're starting a new family, maybe you're m- moving to a new home, new, new place, whatever. Um, you need to, as a family unit, establish the consistent pattern of going to church, investing in your church, contributing to your church, and not, you know, missing, you know, missing the opportunities, coming up with right. excuses, making that a pattern. Right. And that takes discipline if it's a new place, a new spot that you're at. But yeah, just getting yourself to church and getting yourself plugged in, that's got to be a key role. And saying we're committed to it, it's not going to be if we feel like it today, but we're going. We want to be involved. Yep. Yeah. Well, great. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you later. All right. See you.